0: The issue on the table: Does Adriana give off emo vibes? Yes or no?
1: Eh. I mean, like I, I think Adriana gives off emo vibes, Thanks. but they're not like strongly emo. They're like low key emo.
2: Thank you.
3: I feel like she could Why occasionally, is a- but no. I actually
2: used to listen to emo music in sixth grade. Um, I had a big, I had a big phase. I kind of stopped after that year, and then I re- uh like a year later. I listened to all the songs I listened to, and only like one of them still slaps.
0: When I a was, boy, it's not even that one. Boy, I kind of hate a lot
2: of it. The instrumentation is like way too heavy, and I feel like an old person. Took
0: me into I'm like, why is it so the loud? The city <laughs> <laughs> to see a marching band. Speaking of daddy issues, Lunar. <laughs>
2: literally no even, does anyone <laughs> even have Tadiosha's in the Lunar Chronicles?
3: all of their dads uh, are yeah. dead <laughs> Whoa. Oh. that's a lot of time my name is Kim Kardashian. I can't I can continue. Continue. <laughs>
0: What's up, guys? It's editing Priyanka here, and <laughs> I just want to uh, give a fair warning about this episode, and while it's that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. By this, I mean that it's just really, well, it's just really hard to understand, especially if you haven't read the book, because we're taking quite a large series um, 4 books, and we're talking about them and so it's a little harder to keep all of those things straight so we have very brief summaries of the books not only that but it was really hard for us to stay on topic um we ended up recording for 3 hours like there were 3 full hours of footage that i've cut down to i don't know maybe an hour i'm not quite sure how long this episode is at this point but um i'm really sorry uh many apologies about that but if you still want to listen uh let's get just right into it to be fair it's f- a fairly funny episode and you really get our personalities shining through and how close we are as friends but otherwise um <laughs> <the music. laughs> hello and welcome hey. to D- uh, wh- <laughs> hello and welcome to dear ya authors where four
2: friends read and review books in the young adult genre share our thoughts and then rewrite them in an attempt to improve them
0: we're your hosts that's me I'm your four <laughs>
3: friends, Priyanka, Priyanka, Sorry. Priyanka, and
0: Priyanka. Thanks for listening. It's my show now. We're your hosts, Adriana, <laughs> Priyanka,
3: and Sky.
2: And today we're talking about your favorite sci-fi retelling of fairy tales, featuring a cyborg and cool, sparkly magic mind control.
0: The Lunar Crew. Wait, 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 hold up. Insert What's a foghorn noise. I, well, so look, I didn't like get to do a drum roll. Speech. I didn't get
3: to do drum roll. <laughs> it, okay, it doesn't work on my... It doesn't work on my desk. Okay, so the first book in the series. This is a series, by the way. It's the first series It we've is done. the Chronicles. No, no actually, it's Just,
0: not. It's actually not. Um, I don't know when we're going to be releasing this. It's the first series that we've recorded, interestingly <laughs> enough. Okay. <clears throat> Cinder. The first book. Cinder... A cyborg girl lives in New Beijing with her cruel stepmother, meets the famous Prince Kai when she is asked by him to fix his broken android. She's able to hide the fact that she is a cyborg. Because cyborgs are
3: him. like Cinder's, um, social pariahs, basically.
0: Yeah. Um. Cinder's stepsister, Peony contracts a deadly disease called Lutmosis and is taken away to a quarantine facility. Cinder's horrible stepmother blames Cinder and, it, and cruelly volunteers her for Lutmosis testing. During the testing, however, it is found that Cinder is immune to the disease and agrees to help the researcher, Dr. Erland, so that they maybe will find a cure for Peony. Kai is worried about his father, who's suffering from Lutmosis, as well as the Lunar Queen, Levana, who wants to form an alliance Luna by Mary. is the moon. There are Peony. Yes. They colonize yeah, the, the moon. People are living on the moon. Yes. And they're kind of, like, evolved to be a new species they, of people. And because of, like, okay.
3: fancy space uh, effects, uh, the Lunars evolved to be able to, like, do fancy mind and body control. Mm-hmm. Bioelectricity. Yes.
0: Kai's father soon dies from lumosis. Uh, oh, latumosis. I'm I, I, so sorry, wait, guys. It's, it's I logic. literally I never know to hear, how to right? pronounce it. I always thought it was lutmosis. It's letimosis. <laughs>
3: That's um,
0: fine. Kai's father soon dies from Leutmosis. Letimosis. letimosis. <laughs> oh, funny word. <laughs> okay. Kai's father soon dies from letimosis, leaving Kai the new king. Look, Queen Lavana then pays a visit to Earth and becomes a guest in Kai's castle. When Cinder is finally able to fix Kai's android, she finds that he is searching for the lost Princess Selene of Luna. If he finds her and reinstates her, then he will not be forced to marry the evil queen. Princess Selene was presumed dead, but there is a rumor that she may have been smuggled to Earth many years ago. When Cinder takes the repaired android back to Kai, she is spotted by Lavanna. Lavanna is livid and claims they are harboring a lunar fugitive. Dr. Erland does confirm that Cinder is lunar and that he is as well. There is going to be a ball held at the castle, and Kaya asks Cinder to be her guest of honor, but she says no, afraid that he will find out about her. Lavana brings an antidote to uh, Lumosis with her to Earth. Latumosis with her to Earth, and Cinder tries to save Peony, but it's too late. She dies, but Cinder is able to save another boy, confirming the antidote does work. Cinder's stepmother, Audrey, Anna. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's just Audrey destroys cinders android and friend ico in a fit of rage but um cinder is able to save the android's personality chip the night of the ball cinders planning to escape but she finds out the-, the lunar queen is planning to marry kai then kill him so she may rule she goes to the but war- uh, she goes to the ball to warn kai cinder shows up drenched and dirty to the ball but she and kai are able to then share a dance anyway Lavanna shows up and makes a scene. She nearly forces Cinder to shoot herself using her mind-control powers, but Cinder is able to fight it and make a run for it out of the castle. But on her way down the steps, she loses her cyborg's foot and is arrested. Kai now knows she's both cyborg and lunar. While in the prison, Dr. Erlen visits and lets her know that the secrets don't end here. She's also Princess Celine, and will now be hunted by Queen Levana, who knows her true identity, though no one else does. He warns Cinder that she must find a way to escape. If <clears> anyone is, if, if anyone isn't smart enough to realize this, this is
1: an adaptation of Cinderella. All of these books Whoa. are adaptations of fairy tales. Wow. So what are you talking so about? This I book to you. <laughs> okay, I. Oh, I okay. Feel like the, books really you go improved first. like as they went along in the series agreed like the writing improved and like everything because i went back from reading winter the last book to reading cinder the first book and i was like whoa like these are on completely different scales of like
0: writing and
1: world building and stuff
0: so um interesting story um kcls library please don't take back your copy of winter oh. but Somehow I checked out an ebook copy of winter along. like that was the first copy I, I ever checked out because I didn't know it was a series and I was like like panic. this was like peak. I need to read constantly phase. So like I was like checking out at oh, the only ebooks available at, at the library you know that were like kid appropriate at that time. Um, so basically they didn't have too much sexy stuff or whatever. and I checked I checked out winter. And for so- some reason, it never got checked back in. Like, I just, like, owned the <laughs> book from then on. Um,
3: that anyway, was fun.
0: Good for you. Weird anecdote.
2: Yeah, I noticed good that, too, that myself. they improve a lot. I think also, um, it, it still is pretty clear that she put a lot of thought into the whole plot, regardless Everything. of her writing itself. Like, there is a lot of foreshadowing and, like, incorporation of elements from previous books that show up in, like, their respective books, you know? way later
3: so that is cool oh we forgot to say the author it's melissa meyer
1: oh sorry marissa meyer (laughs) no relation to stephanie meyer
0: we love you marissa meyer you're great heartless is also amazing you're the better (laughs) sibling of the meyer family (laughs) there is absolutely a relation to stephanie meyers you will not you will not uh Deny that they are indeed related. I, I wonder mean, if they are not. When
1: is Stephanie? When is Myers? When is Meyer?
2: Uh, uh so first of all, um, uh, Marissa Meyer is from like Spokane or something. She's from Washington. Um. Oh. They're and Stephanie guys, Meyer okay. is from like Minnesota or like I don't know wherever Mormons live.
3: Utah. <laughs> I don't think she's Utah. actually from Utah. Maybe she is
0: actually. Utah, babe. Oh, no, really? I think she is
2: from Utah. I mean, I know she's Mormon, and I know. She lives in a state <laughs> But I'm not sure if it is The Mormon state That's
1: kind of a it was, She margin. was born in Connecticut
2: <laughs> Yeah living in a state is pretty Stephanie cool. Meyer was born Stephanie in Connecticut Meyer? Hmm. How did I you know
3: googled this? it Did Are you know Stephanie Meyer <laughs> stands secretly <Okay. laughs>
0: No I thought you were going to say Were you there at her
3: birth <laughs> that yes, I was so much
2: funnier um, Bye I'm no longer I am out of comedy <laughs> priyanka's
3: replacing me uh but didn't yes. we already know that because <laughs> no, i'm a funny do. friend haha ha.
2: it's fine
1: yeah though. funny
3: in the head that's it Jeez, <laughs> that why was that like a third grade burn <laughs> <laughs> but it
0: worked that is literally wait, wait, wait. a burn i didn't hear what she said though <laughs> i didn't hear what she said though you know what it's I, like, fine Yeah, don't need to hear what i said, I, hear she it said we're
2: editing. yeah funny, move on. funny in the head <laughs> that i feel like i've heard someone
0: <laughs> say that but no i was so, so much guy has said that so many times yeah, yeah it's, it's not n- she doesn't even, think even insulted funny. at this point that's prop. <laughs> but
1: how do you guys feel about cinder and kai's relationship in this book i wanted to talk about that oh my god okay so Scott. i think
3: that thoughts it progresses too fast but not in the same way that like for example twilight progresses too fast I think it's- they do have a a good slow start, but then after the slow start, they're just kind of obsessed with each other. And I think it makes sense on Cinder's part, because she- it's- her obsession with Kai is in part political, and like, I need to save the entire world, and he's a key player. But Kai's obsession with Cinder is a lot more of a just, oh my gosh- Cute girl in the market. I mean, yeah. he is—he do mm-hmm. be
2: a seventeen-year-old boy, right? He's just like, Aha, which is valid. Ah, pretty girl. Yeah. Ha ha! I like her a lot. I will now spend every moment of my life thinking about her. That's a thing
0: people do. So, like, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I have a couple thoughts to lay out. First, I want to say that it's a really good start to this series. The only flaw that I can think of is that, like, cinders are really boring character. I mean, she's interesting because she's, like, a cyborg and that's, like, really creative. You know, I think it's a really creative spin on Cinderella, but I, I personally think that Cinder's a really, like, Mary Sue-type yeah. character. And as for, like, her relationship with Kai, just leading it back into what you guys were saying, I think what I don't like about it is there's no spites. Yeah. It's just it is so kind bland. of bland. Like, it's just so... I think I'm taken out of it because compared to the, all the other relationships, like, they're, those are, like, I mean, spicy. There's, like, little drops of, like, angst. I, think- I feel like Kai and Cinder are too similar to any relationship that I've been in that it's so freaking weird that I'm like, okay, but this is, like, a magical world we're talking about. There's so much other contention. Especially since I'm not supposed to be able to relate to Kai and I don't relate to him in any other way because he's royalty and he's, like, kind of too nice so i'm like i don't like him but why does he think I the same like way as me you know cinder Ka- gets, oh sorry go ahead sky oh no
3: i just wanted to say kai and cinder is not the worst relationship in the series in my opinion i just think it's a little bit bland
0: yeah same oh no i i don't think i think it's also i have i have a by far
3: okay
2: my opinion on cinder and kai is that they're like a nice kind of boring couple but you know they're the couple that have been together for a while i mean not necessarily that Cinder and kai have but they have the same vibes as like that one high school couple that have been t- together for a while and you're like oh y- you know what? i feel like they're going to stay together and they do end up staying together like all of high school and they're nice and they're sweet they're like kind of boring and when you hang out with them you feel like kind of third wheel but they're not like n- they're not like excessive about it but you're like it's low key because it's clear that they're into each other and you're just like meh you're nice
1: my thing with Cinder um, as a character is that she gets a lot more interesting when she interacts with more people. Agreed. So like once she w- like once you figure out her dynamic with Thorne in the second book. Love well, Thorne, by the way, Thorne is yeah. the best character ever. It's um, still so hard. And once you see her like interact with Scarlet and Wolf and Cress and all these other people, you kinda start to see her personality more. And I think it shouldn't take that long for you to get more of her personality but it's good that it does come out eventually totally know? agree
3: the first book was pretty plot driven you don't have time to in the, a couple chap okay normally you have a couple ch- chapters in the beginning of a book just to get used to the setting and the characters but in cinder i just jumped into the plot right away it was very plot driven i think the entire series
0: is
2: pretty pretty plot driven but
3: um But you still have Because
2: everything is already established in later books, or at least a larger portion of it is, the
0: characters have more time to develop. One thing that I would like to point out that I I feel like Kai is, like, way more into Cinder than Cinder is into Kai. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because... Oh, God. Um, like, at the very last book, spoiler alert, when Kai proposes to Cinder, she's just like, uh, no... (laughs) I mean, he thinks about things a lot, really. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, he proposes again in, what's it called, uh, Stars Above, or whatever it's called.
2: The, yeah, and that the part's, like, legit.
1: Book. And so she says yes there, and I think that she is, like, wanting to, like, not be stressed out as queen,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. I Sorry, agree.
1: spoilers.
2: <laughs> I mean, they are young <laughs> and kind of stupid, so, eh, I don't it's know. It's okay, so are we. Yeah, I kind we, of okay. feel meh about it, but I think it's okay. So it's it's definitely not get, the most oh, problematic. Uh, how do you guys feel about
1: Queen Levana and her introduction in this book? And her what? Her introduction in
3: this book. Oh, like how so? Queen Levana kind of comes and like barges in right after the emperor. Very dramatic. The, I love that for her. Yeah, right after the emperor dies.
1: Or just like her in general in this book, because I feel like she just gets way more unhinged as the
3: series goes on. Yeah, the unhinged is really yeah, She's not the most really compelling good. villain. Sorry.
2: Later in the book, she becomes way more compelling. Um, and also reading Ferris. Ferris was really good. Or at least I remember. It's terrifying. It being really good. Ferris it's was really good. good,
1: but it's terrifying. Yeah,
2: and it really like seals the coffin. That's not what the phrase is. Puts the nail in the coffin. Yeah, puts the final nail in the coffin and seals it properly with flex tape. Um, <laughs> but I don't know what's <laughs> happening here in my brain. But, like, it really just finishes that perfect, like, unhingedness that Levana really develops throughout the f- main series. And the unhingedness is just, you know... I feel like you find a lot of characters that are considered unhinged, or, like, villains that are considered unhinged. But I haven't gotten tired of it yet, so until I do get tired of it, I think it slaps.
3: I think if they're unhinged, it's good, but only if there's, like, sufficient reasoning for them to be unhinged. Even if it's just that their brain is like that, that's how they think. There we go. That's good enough reasoning. But there has to be some sort of reasoning. But I think I think that's fine, because, like, I feel like if a person
0: is a leader of a nation, you don't have to know the reason they're unhinged, because especially if the people of your main characters are like, like lower than you, that than the person of power. It's not like a story about monarchy; it's a story about a
3: revolution, and thus we don't need to know why the mm-hmm.
0: people are unhinged. Well, I think
3: there's like there's a difference between real life and fiction. Obviously, I'm not going to question why certain world leaders in this time are unhinged because. That's not important to me right now. And I get that it's not important to the characters, but as a reader, when I'm reading about fictional unhinged leaders, it's nice to see just get it that insight into their character. Yeah, but I feel
0: like it but I feel like it it would be weird like I feel like it'd be really out of place to okay, so taste the second book. Starts out Scarlet's grandmother has been missing with no leads. Scarlet meets with a street fighter who goes by the name of Wolf that has been lurking around her small town in Europe. Scarlet notices a strange tattoo of numbers on his arm. Later, Scarlet finds her estranged father frantically looking for something in her grandmother's house. Scarlet finds out from him that he has been held captive by the same people that have her grandmother. And his captors have the same tattoo that Wolf has. Scarlet confronts Wolf and he denies having anything to do with her grandmother's capture. He agrees to help her find and rescue her grandmother, claiming that he used to be a part of their pack. As they travel to Paris together, sparks fly... But then another b- member of the pack named Ran shows up and eventually Scarlet finds out that both Rand and Wolf were sent to capture her grandmother. Wolf-, Wolf had only recently left the pack. When they reach the rest of the pack in Paris, Wolf is welcomed back into their group and Scarlet is locked up with her grandmother. Meanwhile, Cinder escapes from New Beijing pr- Prison with one Carswell Thorn who happens to have a
3: hidden city- uh, a hidden ship in the city. Not
0: a hidden. City. City.
3: That would be epic. He, he just he just happens uh, to have a ship, you know. Not not plot armor or anything. Yeah,
1: I mean he stole it, so like uh, it's very in his personality to steal a ship.
3: Yeah, but slow he stole plot armor. I'm sorry. It's it's yeah. still
0: plot armor. This, this yeah. Cinder puts Iko's personality ship chip into the ship. They then follow clues about Cinder herself, aka Princess Celine, that uh, lead eventually to Scarlet's grandmother's farmhouse they find a secret bunker that seems to be where the princess might have kept and made sci- and had been made a cyborg as a child. It's rumored that Cinder slash Princess Selene was burned very badly before leaving Luna. Turns out that Cinder's grandmother was the pilot that had brought Cinder to Earth and they took care of her for some time. That's why she had been held in question by Luna's. They head to Paris to find Cinder and her grandmother. Charlotte. While all of this is happening, Kai tries to appear to help the Lunar Queen Levana find Cinder, but secretly he hopes that she is safe. Levana knows Cinder's true identity, but Kai still does not. The angry Levana then launches a worldwide attack on um, Earth using her Lunar Super Soldier wolf packs. The packs are con- mind-controlled by Levana's powerful mind-controlling people. Thaumaturge. Thaum- Thaumaturges. Thaum- Thaumaturges. I have just, like, skimmed over that (laughs) word like I've never read it in my life. I've just been like, okay, next. Wait, Priyanka, before
1: you do this, you said said they head back to Paris to find Cinder and her grandmother.
0: Scarlet. Oh, they head back to Paris to find Scarlet and her grandmother. As the global attack happens, Scarlet's grandmother is killed, but Scarlet's able to escape her prison with Wolf's help. Cinder, Thorn, and Iko find them and after a lengthy battle are able to save both Wolf and Scarlet from a Thaumaturge. The group then flies away on Iko the spaceship. Back in New Beijing, Prince Kai blames himself for the Earth and attacks and finally agrees to marry Queen Lavana so the
3: violence will stop. Nancy. Anyway, Oh let's my god, talk about Scarlet this. and Wolf. I hate them. They're great as individual characters. Okay, so I don't mind them individually as characters. I think Wolf's a really complex character and Scarlett's just awesome. But as a relationship, first of all, it progresses way too fast. Like way too fast. Um but secondly, they they have this talk at the end where I how do I how do I put this, Priyanka? Do you want to explain about how like the wolf dynamic sort of thing? Wolf pack dynamic?
0: Yeah, I don't actually. get that. I don't think it's, it's bad.
3: And Wolf start talking about how since wolf was in that gang that was organized like a pack and he has his like DNA was modified to oh, be like a wolf that. that that he's kind of like looking for an alpha female and I was like oh I don't like this this is kind of Twilight territory this is low-key furry territory I don't
0: like this
1: I, mean, I don't think that makes it talks I mean okay yeah it does kind of like give an unhealthy power dynamic to it. But I don't think it made their relationship, like, insanely toxic. I don't think it made it, like, Bella and Edward toxic.
3: Oh, definitely not, no. But it's just that animalistic aspect of it that makes me very uncomfortable. Okay, you want to move
0: on? What else is there to talk about? Oh, um, Thaumaturges. <laughs> yeah. Funny word. <laughs>
1: They're cool, kind of plot armor, but... I mean I think yeah, I they agree. have some relevance with winter, dude, right? Is I actually
3: I feel like that I actually looked up the word thonature and Is it it's a an, word? it's yeah, it's a noun and it means obviously it's a noun, uh a worker of wonders and a performer of miracles or a magician. Because they do magic wrong. stuff. How fun. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Oh wait, we can talk about
1: Thorn. Because he's in the Thorn.
3: Dork. He's Flynn Rider.
1: Yes, Thorne is Flynn Rider, like, oh, yeah. legit like, just Flynn Rider.
3: Personality-wise, uh, and he's also <laughs> uh, appearance-wise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks like. Flynn and Rider then, too. okay, nope, that's Cress. I'm not going to talk about Cress. We can get there later.
0: Um, Cress, a lunar shell, has been forced to live in isolation on a satellite orbiting Earth for many years. She is very talented tech. She is a very talented tech and cyber spy for Lavanna and Levana's head, thermat- <laughs> head thaumaturge Sybil Mira. But she's secretly been helping hide Cinder, and her friends from being detected as they orbit Earth in Ico, the spaceship. Kress knows that Levana plans to marry Kai and eventually take over as leader of Earth. To spill her time, Kress has been looking up information about Cinder and her friends, and especially Carsman Karsman... Uh- uh and especially Captain Thorn, who she may or may not have a huge crush on. While hiding out in space, Cinder practices her lunar gifts with Wolf and improves very slowly. They soon ask Cress for help. Cress and Cinder met via telecommunication in previous books. They would like evidence that Luna's been spying on Earthen leaders. Cress agrees, and they also decide to rescue her from satellite prison. Unfortunately, things don't go as planned during the rescue mission. Sybil Mira shows up, and Cress and Thorn end up together on a satellite that's now falling to Earth thanks to Sybil. Cinder and an injured wolf and Sybil's lunar guard named Jason end up uh, back on Thorn's ship, aka Igo, and poor Scarlet finds herself with Sybil, headed to Luna where she will be tortured and kept prisoner. Cinder, believing Thorn and Crest to be dead, takes Wolf to Ireland in Farafra, far, Africa. Far, sorry, my my apologies. Farafra, Africa, for medical attention. We learned that Doctor Ireland was a scientist on Luna that was partially responsible for the creation of creatures like Wolf. He also had a daughter, a lunar shell that had been taken from him many years back on Luna. His town had been some sort of gathering place for escaped oh, lunar thing. shells to live. Uh, lunar we-
1: shells are mm-hmm. lunars who don't have powers, but
0: they also can't be mind-controlled, so they're immune to any kind of mind-control. Very epic of them. We also learn more about the chip that was in Cinder since she came to Earth. It kept her from using her lunar powers or from going crazy from not using her powers for an extended period of time. Cress and Thorn barely survived the crash to Earth and find themselves in the Sahara Desert. Thorn, who bumped his head during the landing, is now blind. They travel through the desert for many days. At one point, Cress thinks she's dying and is sad that she'll die without ever being kissed. <laughs> Thorn promises her that he will kiss her if she's about to die. They're saved <laughs> They are saved by some humans who they travel with for a while. Thorn wins an escort droid in the hands of cards. Eventually, their companions realize that Cress is a shell and they know someone who pays dearly for lunar shells. She's kidnapped by them and taken to the buyer, who just happens to be Dr. Erland. He purchases lunar shelves to save them. Uh, Thorn shows up just as Cinder, Cress, and Wolf reunite. At about the same time, the Eastern Commonwealth military shows up to arrest the group, their group of fugitives. Using their lunar gifts, Cinder, Dr. Erland, and some townspeople help them escape. They make a plan to kidnap Kai before the wedding can take place. Eiko's personality chip is Put back in an escort droid, and Dr. Erland says he can fix Thorn's eyes in his lab back at the castle while they're there. Back on Luna, Scarlet is tortured for information, but is eventually given to Princess Winter at her request as her pet. Together, the crew infiltrates the castle. Ico and Cinder get Kai in his room and knock him out. Dr. Erland and Thorne ma- ma- uh, me, 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 manage to get back to the lab and make the medicine Thorne needs for his eyes, but the doctor seems to be coming down with leutmosis and knocks, unlocks himself in quarantine. Everyone in the group, except the dying doctor, oh, Chris and Wolf attend the wedding as guests, and make it to the lab where Dr. Erland is able to tell Chris that he is her father. Everyone in the group except the di- dying Doctor rush to the roof where Jason is to pick them up in their spaceship. But there's a huge fight with the Lunar Guards and Sybil Mira. Thorne k- kisses Cress. Using her Lunar powers, Cinder and the others manage to break Sybil's mind, defeat the others, and board the ship. Jason is a- j- arrested by the other Lunars and is taken to Luna. Lavana talks to Dr. Erland in the quarantine room, and he tells her he, sh- he knows that she and her parents created Lootmosis, and allows it to be sent to Earth using lunar shells. Kai wakes up on the board ship, and uh, Cinder tells him her true identity and that she is the missing Princess Selene. They soon learn that lunar ships are headed to Earth, to all the continents. Earthen countries have declared a state of war. When Kai asks her what her plan is, she says that she's going to Luna
3: to start a revolution. This is my
1: favorite book in the series, just gonna say it.
3: This book is where things start to actually get, like... Intense. Bro, they've been intense mm-hmm. the entire book. I said, I feel like
0: they've been intense you the entire I series. I mean, they do start to pick up, but it is actually pretty intense. Like, right now, in the world's current state, we wouldn't even be declaring states of war. We'd just be like, oh, it will brush over. Or we'd make it this, like, big political thing where all the conservatives are like, actually, leaders don't exist. Oh and then... the L- L- most then- <laughs> is an illusion. The moon is... Doesn't exist, guys. Uh, like like conspiracy theorists and conservatives, they would like hold hands down the street, being like, ah, "The moon doesn't exist. Y'all are
2: insane." <laughs> Priyanka, are you okay? Is it getting a little bit too late at night?
0: <laughs> no, Priyanka's is onto something here. It's it's not that late, but the singing was excessive. The singing was excessive. Yeah, you are. But right. I was right. I'm just concerned about the singing. I need a record label, oh, guys. Yeah. Hire me you not. Um, for my new single, conservatives and conspiracy the theorists, theorists, which um, is also the name of my band. My band. Okay, I'd listen. Actually, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, mm, Priyanka is a new Britney Spears. Dude, guys. that's
2: literally just the hire the her. real woman vote for Trump girls.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> about them. Real woman vote for Trump. <laughs>
3: We're probably one, we're, running out of time. Just, just yeah. Saying. We're fifty minutes. We're fifty minutes in, and we haven't even gotten into winter. So we haven't even. We've hardly even talked about Cress oh as God. well. It's a really. <laughs> My Wazowski. <laughs> it's a really clever retelling of Rapunzel, though. Like, <clears throat> yeah. It is, yeah. Okay, Sorry, I, please don't come at me. But I don't like Cress as a character. I, I love understand Kress that the character. There, I understand that there are some side effects of being basically alone for seven years, but, like, and, I, I, like, I understand that that's gonna have some effect, but she's just such a wimp. I feel like Let people be cowards me, in though. peace.
1: Like, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, I, because I feel like I'm overly dramatic, I am, I'm not, I'm aromantic, but I'm a hopeless romantic <laughs> for, like, other people. That's really weird. And, I just feel like I really relate to Cress as a character, and I feel like it's really nice to see someone who like isn't com- really really strong and really really like smart. Yeah, and I would mind.
2: like more himbo representation, please.
3: Help.
1: <laughs> <I like Wazowski. laughs>
3: no, but I feel like Cress is good at coding and like programming stuff, but then basically useless at everything else.
1: Well, no, but she's really she's smart. She's really smart. And also, yeah, that's what I totally said. Useless. And, you know, there's like the part where she, uh, <laughs> we're getting ahead of herself. But in winter, Kress sacrifices herself for the group and also gets caught by a lunar guard. And so I feel like she's very, like, she's very loyal. She's smart. Like Sky said, she can code. And so I feel like those are all skills that strong women can have. Even though they're not physically strong. And I just love the representation of that.
0: Also, I feel like she's a normal I, girl. Yeah, on, like, I kind of feel all
2: that people. too. Yeah. I mean, Cinder's pretty normal.
0: No, I feel like... Okay, I feel like there are three types of n- people in books. There's the people who are forced to become not normal due Which is to, what like, Cinder circumstance, is. and Cinder is one of them. And then there's, like... There's, like people who are born not normal like they just like act not normal like why why do you act the way you do like scarlet like why are you such a like for what are you a badass you could you like sell strawberries for what is this strawberries
2: you, know? <laughs> you strawberries what is this behavior for tomatoes
0: actually
1: i you know every single time you pick a they're, strawberry you have to they're tomatoes it. that's
2: they're tomatoes. I just
1: realized. Yeah, it you got know, I right. uh, mm-hmm. got the
0: red bit
2: right. I like how you got tomato, to strawberries. Tomatoes, and strawberries <laughs> Same thing. You could have said like potatoes. That would have made sense. But
0: strawberries—they're <laughs> both red. I mean, they were red. They're in France, babe. They're both red. They're both red, and and I feel like I I don't know why, but I feel like S- Scarlet would smell like strawberries. <laughs> Is that just me? maybe it's, it's her, her hair? Like yeah, I feel that like that's
1: compl- that reminds me of Bella. <laughs> <laughs> strawberry shampoo.
0: Oh wait, Bella smells like strawberry shampoo. When she like sniffs her own hair, disgusting. <laughs> Never mind. Ugh, gross. I hate everyone who uses strawberry shampoo. If you use strawberry shampoo, you're automatically a Seven. No, no. I'm trying to think of something even
2: worse. Bella Swan.
0: You're you're automatically, automatically a Riverdale stan. Yeah, that's exactly. You're automatically a Riverdale stan. You're automatically in love with KJ Appa, the ugliest person. Okay. To be. <laughs> KJ Appa isn't, isn't that bad. Uh, no, say He a terrible with yeah, the okay, red
2: hair. Strawberry, strawberry shampoo, say what you want about it. Um, <laughs> I think it's bad, but not that bad. Strawberry, no, I've never no it. I think I used to use it when I was like eight, but I think usually it usually was other fruits. Well,
0: eight-year-old you did was, not know a was. was a KJ Alpha stan. I, think I, I, who he I was don't this year. regret anything I've said. <laughs> Maybe oh Seriously, last year, okay. this year, like you didn't um, know about. R- wait, R- he's R- the one who
2: says you've year? never known the highs and lows. Yeah, okay, of high that school makes a little bit. Worse. I knew. I found out who he was then when yeah. that became like a meme, and I was like, "You have never known the highs and lows of high school football. What am I doing with my life?" <laughs>
0: Joking, <laughs> except not really. <laughs> well, anyway. I I think that I think that the third version which is less common is like those who who are normal and stay normal normal even like under pressing circumstances and I think that's a certain kind of power that you must have to stay like flawed almost to stay like a normal person like I feel like if I was around like imagine being around Bro, being around Winter would be you know Yeah. I mean?
2: It's like being imagine- around the most gorgeous person all the time. It's like being around you guys.
1: Okay, right, um back to the book. Okay, anyway. Also, I love Cress and Thorin's
0: relationship. That's the best one. Okay. The best one.
3: It's the Mostly most I don't really like any of the relationships. Please don't come at it's, me. It's, it- I Winter actually like this one so too. hard, well, anyway, well, I think we that. should keep talking about Kress. We haven't really talked about Kress. We've mostly just talked about random crap.
0: That's actually fine, though. I think it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like the energy, the energy in this episode on.
2: is immaculate. And I, th- I like Kress as a regular <laughs> okay. person. I think regular person characters are important. Um, I, d- mm-hmm. I you know, if yeah. she was stupid, I would love her just as much because I think stupid representation is important. <laughs> but she's smart, which is cool too.
0: Yeah. Um. Here's 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 the deal. I feel like Cress is the one. You know, there's like a range of gifted children. There's those gifted children who are gonna like become doctors and save a ton of lives, and then those gifted children that that are going to like end up cr- with crippling anxiety and like dead on the side of the street. You know, those are those. She's one of those gifted children, but like not to the extent that I. What said, kind of gifted you know? child am I? Cause I f- <laughs> that's fine. The second one. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Am I. It's okay, bro. Fair. It's okay. It's okay. So am I. I think that's everything. Yes, winter. winter. Woo! Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I really want to talk about winter yeah. and Jason. Winter. <clears throat> uh, we begin with Emperor Kai making his descent back to Earth and convincing the Queen that he despises Cinder and con- use for the marriage. Hopes for the marriage to continue. <laughs> Queen Lavanna thinks it's a perfect idea to hold it on Luna, and they're on their way to the moon. Cinder glamors the crew, and they all stow away onto the Kai's ship. Meanwhile, Jason's off the hook since he exchanged his life for a piece of information about Lingaron's invention. Lingaron is her, is Cinder's dad, that or adoptive dad who turned her into a cyborg. This crew gets onto the moon, and everything seems fine until Ivana says to check the ship. Things get a little messy, and eventually they manage to escape, except for Cress, Cinder, Wolf, Ico, and Thorn. Manage to get to Wolf's mom's house, and they're sort of safe. At the palace, Cress is found by Winter, and she helps Cress hide Princess Winter. Previously, we find out that Winter has sworn never to use glamour, and this has turned her crazy. She. Has symptoms very similar to schizophrenia, but it's not exact. She like sees things, and it's it's because her lack of glamour, her lack of using her brain, has turned it idle into like making her see things. An idle mind is a devil's playground, one might say, and that is exactly what's happening. Um, but Winter has flashes of being really brilliant, and this is one of them. So press is found by Winter. And Winter is able to fool Ivana into being able to take what they perceive as an empty box into her room, uh, or Jason's room. The Queen summons Jason to kill Winter, but he manages to get Winter and Scarlet, who is being kept held captive in the palace as Winter's pet, uh, to escape to RM9 while Cress is still at the palace by killing a wolf called Ryu. How do you spell that? Baby. Oh, and, I'm so sorry. Oh, that'd be Ryu. R-Y-U. And, Ryu. um, oh, okay. R-M-9
1: is where Wolf's parents live. Or, er, Mom. Yes. Dad is dead.
0: Mom lives. Yes. Scarlet and Winter make it safely, as w- oh well, as safe as you can, to Wolf's mom's place. The crew continues to publicize the video uh, Cinder recorded in the Rampion, and the revolution begins. Tha- Thaumaturge Amory shows up with a bunch of other goons and starts killing people. Maha Kesley, who is Wolf's mom, is forced to kill herself, and Cinder tries to fight back, but it ends awfully. Cinder and Wolf are captured then again and shipped to the palace. Luckily, Scarlet Thorn, Iko and Winter are mostly safe thanks to the help of Officer Kinney. Jason and Cress manage to escape the palace and stumble upon Thorn and Iko, who are on their way to save Cinder, who is on her way to her own execution. Kai and Lavana are getting married, and Cinder's trial/slash execution is the entertainment. Cinder gets, Cinder gets dragged in and marriages- manages to terrify Queen Lavana, then jumps off the balcony and survives. Queen Lavana fakes a video saying the imposter died during the fall when actually Jason, Iko, Crescent Thorn, found Cinder. She's in terrible shape, but they managed to patch her up to one piece. Her internal computer isn't working anymore. They plan on le- releasing the video of Queen Lavana without her glamour from oh, Cinder's internal computer to the public later.
1: But Queen Lavana constantly wears a glamour where she like changes her appearance to look good. And She's, like, really ugly
0: and has, like, burns and stuff without it. Meanwhile, Scarlet and Winter have stumbled upon a group of mutant soldiers, wolf mutants, uh, and convinced them to join their cause. Queen Levana finds out that Winter isn't actually dead and tries to kill her herself using sour apple petites that have a dose of the disease. Jason, Ico, and Cinder plan on curing- Oh, sorry. Plan on sneaking into the lab to find the cure and save Winter. Cress and Thorn plan on attending Kai and Lavana's coronation so that Cress can sneak into the media room and release the video, as well as open the outer gates for people to, to attack. Jason, Ico, and Cinder make it in time to save Winter and Scarlet. Cinder, Ico, and the wolf soldiers make it to their trek to the palace while Jason, Winter, and Scarlet go to the outer sectors and begin rallying other people. Thorn and Cress get into the palace, but Thorn gets captured and Cress has to get to the media room on her own. On her way to the media room, Cress meets Kai, who helps her sneak in. Cress does her thing, which is so epic, by the way, and gets the video out and opens the gaze just in time. We also find out that Wolf has been mutated again and is under the control of another uh, Thormaturge and he's not even sure. And we're not even sure if he's Wolf anymore. They continue on their coronation until Cinder makes her grand entrance and Queen Levana is furious. They fight, people die. The video is released and the Queen Levana goes bonkers and runs away. The thomater- Freaking thomaterges are taking over the people and things are not looking good, but we find out that Wolf is still Wolf. Cinder's forced to go track down the Queen with Igo in tow. Kai threatens the people- with his bonds, Winter goes crazier because she's forced to use her powers again to kill and uh, control Amory. Because, like, imagine you not using a muscle for a really long time, like at all, like zero usage, like you don't move your finger for like fifteen. <laughs> why minutes, would you not move? And your then finger? you suddenly move well, it. Like,
3: why your <laughs>
0: finger of all things? But just like, like, imagine the an apocalypse,
2: though. and um, okay, you had a cast to, like, on, like, right it. before the apocalypse happened. Um and after 15 years you finally find a doctor who can take it off
0: yeah and it's like a really tight cast it. you can just like, <laughs> right pull exactly it off. or like smash it well <laughs> and then Dude, you don't move so it bad. for 15 years and then you. Oh, um, i hate that <laughs> the like the 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 dead skin disgusting okay um and then after 15 years like you do like a drastic motion like you like you bend it like all the way around like three times Okay, imagine how painful that would be. That's a great explanation. That was so good. Winter, Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way,
1: Amory is a thaumaturge. Thaumaturge, whatever. Yeah.
0: Thaumaturge. Um, Cinder manages to find Lavanna on her throne, and Thorn is battling, oh, is being controlled by her. They battle it out with their mind controlling. Cress appears and shoots Thorn's fingers. He stabs her, then stabs Cinder. Cinder wins over Levana briefly. Levana stabs Cinder in the heart, and Cinder shoots Lavana and everything goes black. Then, uh, she gets, she gets fixed. Everything's Gucci. Um, everything is pretty much happily ever after. Kai proposes to Cinder. Cinder is like, please no. We're, like, very small. <laughs> and then he's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And, um... And Winter and Jason are kissy kissy. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> Winter and Jason okay. are probably
3: the most wholesome relationship out of all of them, just because they're childhood best friends. First of all, so they got to like g- grow up together and develop together, and they actually like—I don't know—just like each other. Like, there's something about the way that they respect each other's personalities and just how their personalities work together that makes it a. Much more wholesome They're my favorite because they don't the actually kiss. Ones. Do they? They, don't they? I mean until the yeah, right. very when, end. Uh, when, they don't. When they, when they escape. They don't.
1: Wait, no. Adriana, when they escape, uh when when Jason tells Winter that he's that like she that he's supposed to murder her, he kisses her, pretends to stab wait, her. Wait, really? I thought he only Ryu, kissed her at the is, end, at
2: the Oh my Yeah, exactly. It's so low key when all the other world. kisses are like made way more big.
3: So. Uh. okay I just realized though that they have a, I, I think it's the most that they, they would have if she had taken the romance aspect out and made them like brother and sister type of love that would have been really good as well like that that could have been mm-hmm. done really well
0: I think that would have applied to yeah. all of them though. I agree I feel like you no, could no, say what like, about any specifically
3: romance. them just because they grew up together fair yeah maybe i think that the romance
0: is good in my opinion because i feel like it's the most balanced what i mean by this is like you take cinder and kai and it feels like really first one-sided and also kind of forced second um for like scarlet and and wolf it's like extremely sexual obviously Mm -hmm. the tension is really weird relax bro just because you can't handle it doesn't mean that they
3: have yeah, to i know but
0: that's their entire relationship time. but like
3: good for them though that's fine though <laughs> i just don't think it's a healthy relationship
1: i mean i think that's how well no it works, is though there's like kind of. no
3: no, like, no that's i, like I really get that unhealthy. i'm just saying you don't see it at first at least like in the first book and a half that they're in you don't really see them, like, grow to love each other. It's just kind of... We're on a train. We're gonna kiss but, like, now. like, why
0: do they have to? But, like, why do they have to? That's, like, my entire point. It's, like, why do they have to, like, like each other like that? Like, there's... Yeah, there's, like, nothing wrong with that as a concept. I don't thing. know. I just
3: think the way it's done with their relationship is unhealthy.
0: And... Um, I don't know. I think... No, it's not. No, bad it's not. I the just don't think it's
3: though. healthy specifically for those two, especially with that weird wolf whole thing.
0: Okay. Debatable. Um, okay, well, them. I feel like it could be a little bit imbalanced because, like, it's like only sexual energy and that's just, like, less interesting to read about for me. And then Crescent Thorn, it also is just, like, I don't know. There's not, like, as much platonic. It's, like, good sexual energy. Good romance. Is there platonic energy, though? I don't know. Do they even I mean, that's an that interesting well? thing that I, I like, know. though,
3: about the different
0: relationships. Linter- because
2: mm-hmm. um, Wolf and Scarlet is pretty sexual and not that romantic. But I think that's fine. And Cress and Thorne are very romantic but there's like almost no platonic stuff and then thorn and or not thorn i just said thorn what am i doing
0: and then like kai and kai and cinder are like. it feels really platonic like, it, like they're it trying it to be romantic platonic. like a first relationship
2: which is kind of funny and then yeah um, they feel like a first and Jason relationship and winter are like <laughs> like Jason i've never taken so like a what good transition do? from like platonic to also like intense romance So
0: I think it's like, it's like all three. It's like a nicer, it's like the end of the series romance. Like a good, like get, get a little bit of all, put it in a pot, stir it together. Yummy, yummy. It's a good ending. I don't know why I felt
2: the need to say that.
0: Yay. Um, Can I just
1: interject with my favorite line from Winter? Sure. So when when Cinder falls into the lake after escaping her execution, they bring her over to this house and- and um, and Thorn, being the amazing person that he is, just goes, "Why don't we put rice in Cinder's head?" <laughs> and Cinder's like, "Uh, no." And he's like, "Why not?" He's on to something. And I just feel like that, that, that is exactly.
0: But I think it'd be really funny to like, you know, when you like eat a lot of like raw rice, you're not supposed to because it'll like. I don't think that'll actually happen. What if they put it inside her... <laughs> well, what if they put it inside her head and then it just exploded? It <laughs> was so funny. I kind of love that. Um, also...
3: <laughs> no, it's just
0: like, they'd come so far and then, and then they put the rice in her head. <laughs> and then it explodes. And we're like, oh, well,
2: here
1: lies Cinder. Rest in peace. Cause of death. Explode the oh, head from rice. Um, another thing that I love from this book series, which is a Thorn quote. Sorry, I have a lot of Thorn quotes oh my in my God. brain, but Thorne's like, "Where are we?" Um, when they first cra- crash land in the desert, and Kress goes on this like really long description of the desert, and she's like, "It's pink and blue and orange and so pretty," and 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 Thorne's like, "So you mean a desert?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> And so then he's like, "I I'm scared for when you see your first tree."
3: Oh yeah, I love that part. I
1: don't know, Thor is the best. Also, the scene where just see the grass, the <laughs> dirt, just like I. Do. Priyanka's second
0: single, a cover of the entirety. Stop Trangles, encouraging this. Buy it now. We're gonna make. <laughs> we're gonna make an entire album of. uh, Conservatives and conspiracy theorists (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Anyways um, I also I really liked reading Winter's character In this book because she's really entertaining Even though she can sometimes Get a little bit frustrating with her like With her like Oh you're such a gentle little goose Like she sounds, she's like an old Disney princess But she's a great character To read and she's really smart It's just kind of masked by her mental illness I love
0: Winter. She's such an interesting character. I feel though, I feel what's really unsettling about her is she's written. Other than, other than the moments where she's, she's like having, um, like going through psychosis, I think the moments where she's not and she's acting normally. Or, what's her normal for her, and what we find is like absurd behavior is actually how women have been written in like, like, like princesses. They're like, like the Disney princess movies. She's like, she talks like a Disney princess, and we never think about how absurd those people are, but they're actually quite, like, they talk so weirdly, yeah. you know? But, like, we've just come to accept it, and so it's really unsettling reading Winter, because we're like, this person is so familiar to us. This is the kind of person that we idolize. But, like, imagine how crazy we'd be if we were like this person, you know? Like, by choice. Oh, Jesus. How do you
1: guys feel about the portrayal of Winter's hallucinations in the series? Like, do you think they were well done, or do you think, like, what do you guys think?
0: I think since it's not an existing mental illness... Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's well done because it's. I like it the cold thing.
2: I think the cold, uh, like specifically the fact that it's really cold
3: for her, is an interesting detail. Mm-hmm. The one thing mm-hmm. that I don't like about how she's written, if I'm remembering this correctly, if I'm not, take it out, is that she's written kind of childlike. Yeah, like, that's a reflection of stupid. her mental. She's She's not dumb, but she's she's not a child. The way she's perceived, she talks, I guess.
1: like a child.
3: I don't know how to. I guess the way that, she
1: looks at the world.
3: I don't. I is just don't know how to explain it. But she's just. She hasn't gotten the chance
2: to mature properly, like a lot of other people, because mm-hmm. she has been plagued by lunar sickness. Um, and then uh, the other huge part of it is she is natural. Even when she was a child before she was plagued by lunar sickness, she was pretty mystical and fun and magical and she was just quirky she was kind of like she has that outlook on life where it's not quite like Stargirl, but it feels kind of like Stargirl, you know mm-hmm. i i don't think it's quite yeah. the same but it's yeah. pretty similar um and then also her being pretty childish is i am assuming it's because of her mental illness so i think she does definitely oh, is well, like less childish but she still is i mean that's still part of her personality so like that's kind of the vibe
0: I got from there. No, no, no. It's like, like sort of playful. It's like sort of playful, but like, she like knows she's beautiful and she knows she's childlike, so she can like use those thing things against people. Mm-hmm. Those are her like her two main weapons. She's like hyper aware of her situation. She's like the Joker. That's what also what makes her like really compelling as a character. Because she's hyper-aware of her insanity, and most of the times, that makes a person evil. But 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 no. Like, the Joker is insane, but he knows it. Like, his, his hyper-sanity is what makes him insane. But for Winter, her insanity, her hyper-sanity, which makes her insane in the most physical way possible in this world, makes... It, it, it brings her in the complete opposite moral direction as as the Joker, which is really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really big brain. Oh my yeah, gosh. that really I is. That.
0: What's up? And welcome back to the real world, guys. Once again, I apologize for the chaos of this episode. And the fact that there's constant typing noises in the background. We were just super distracted and... Super, super off topic. Pretty much the entire thing. So once again, if you haven't, if you hadn't read that book and you're listening to this now, wow, what dedication! Um, and uh, thank you, but you really didn't have to do that. It made no sense, probably. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a good episode, I think in every way other than how much we talked about the book. But of course there's <laughs> there's a lot of other things that you can do to wait for a episode that makes sense. You can follow us on Instagram at Dear ya Authors or send us an email and yell us yell at us to pay attention while we record. Um but thank you for listening anyways and we hope to see you next week because, for those of you who had read the book and could follow our discussion at least a little bit, um, the rewrite for this one is actually probably one of my favorites. So this is a really bad quality episode, but the rewrite is really good. I promise, it's actually one of my favorites. Um, it's a parody of one of um, uh, a ch- well, a childhood favorite, you could say. But anyways just stay tuned for that. Um, See you next week. And once again, I apologize for the fact that you couldn't understand what was going on.